Have you ever had any questions about the Bible that you just couldn't get a solid answer for? Perhaps someone gave you answers, but they were confusing or not biblical. You tuned in at the right time and place to find real answers from God's Word, the Bible. You can call us right now with your questions at 472-1111 or in the CNMI at 323-1113. Be sure to turn your radio down when you call. Live from Guam, join us now for Straight from the Bible with Pastor Louis Moffness. Hello, we are here, and this is Straight from the Bible. So very glad that you have joined us today. And as we begin our Bible question and answer program, I would like to invite you to please join me for prayer. So let's pray. Our gracious Lord, our Bibles are before us, and we are here approaching you in prayer, asking that your wisdom and your love will become uh, just so evident to us as we take a look at some of the questions that we have and, uh, and especially what the Bible, your word, has to say about them. Thank you very much for uh, your love. Please be with us here in the studios of Joy FM. And also please be with our listening friends throughout Guam and the CNMI. And wherever else this broadcast may reach. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, my name is Pastor Louis Moffness. I'm very glad that uh, we're all here together and uh, very glad that uh, to partner, partnering with me today is Sean Runyoung. And uh, thanks for being with me today. Yes, sir. It's uh, wonderful to have uh, uh, the familiar uh, voice and face <laughs> of uh, Sean. Uh, you know him very well. He's uh, one of the hosts here at uh, Joy FM. And uh, Sean, I'm very glad that you're here, and uh, we're very glad that everybody has tuned in. And uh, because we're all here uh, opening the Word of God together, uh, we want to give some of that contact information, phone numbers, and and email addresses, so that you can get your question to us uh, right right now on this uh, Monday evening from five to six. And so, Sean, maybe you can help them, uh, our listeners, with some of those uh, contact information. Yes, our uh, phone numbers in Guam. You can call 472-1111. That's 1111. In the CNMI, it's 323-1113. You can also text us a question. It's through our WhatsApp or to our WhatsApp. It's 671-686-9999. Okay. And if you would like to email us, you can also use the this address, B-I-B-L-E at joyfmradio.net. And you can... Uh, you can email us your question. It's very easy. Or you can go to facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. And there, and the, or actually, do, do we have our live feed going? Yes, it's Will on you? Facebook. It's on Facebook. Okay. I was looking for it. And uh, hopefully hopefully they can find it better, uh, easier than I can. But uh, you go to the live feed. We're streaming live. And in the comments section, you can leave your question there. We'll see it right away. And we'll be very glad to answer your questions through the scriptures. Um, however, if this, if you are listening to this program at any other time besides Monday from 5 to 6 p.m., then you are listening to a rebroadcast. Of course, you can still contact us, but your, follow, your question will be answered the following program, presumably the next Monday. And so thank you very much for joining us. And so we do have questions today, and I think that um, we do have... Yeah, we have them on e email. Somebody emailed us some questions. And so, Sean, do you see those questions? Yes, I have one. Great. Okay, so go. let's go ahead and take a look at some of those. Um, one is, 
it says, please explain these Bible passages. And okay. the Bible passages are Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. And the second one is 1 Thessalonians 5, 2. Okay. The one in Galatians 5, 22 is actually very familiar. Um, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. And of course, verse 23 says, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. So this is what is very uh, well known to be a list of the fruit of the Spirit. Mm. Um, I would like to point out that the fruit of the Spirit is a different list than the gifts of the Spirit. And you find the gifts of the Spirit in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, and also in the book of Ephesians, you see the gifts of the Spirit. And there, there's the gift of prophecy, the gift of tongues, interpretation of tongues, the gift of um, being a pastor or a teacher. And so all of these, those are gifts, but the fruit of the Spirit is different. The fruit of the Spirit, um, well, first of all, with the gifts of the Spirit, not everybody gets the same gift. Some are teachers, some are healers. Um, I am not a healer. I I don't have, you know, <laughs> I don't have that that uh, wonderful healing touch that I've, I've known many people to have. Uh, I have prayed for people and they have been healed. And so in that respect, perhaps uh, God has uh, answered, answered our prayers for the healing of people. Um, but not everybody gets the same gift. You find that in the book of 1 Corinthians 12. And uh, But when, the, when it comes to the fruit of the Spirit, uh, this is to be found in every Christian's life. Every person is to exemplify the fruit of love. Everybody who has Christ in their heart will have joy and peace. They will have long-suffering or patience. And they will have gentleness just because, because Jesus was gentle, just as he was, so are we. Goodness and faith and meekness and self-control. And so the fruit of the Spirit are character traits. And you find each and every one of these character traits in Jesus. And they, because you find them in Jesus, the, the Holy Spirit brings those same character traits into the, into the lives and the hearts of Jesus' followers. And you know one thing I, if uh, you you probably know this too, Sean, that uh, fruit uh, takes a long time coming. Sometimes, yes. I mean, sometimes God can work a miracle, uh, you know, just like in the Bible when Aaron's rod budded. But usually, you know, you plant a, you plant a mango seed, you're not going to get a mango um, ready to pick by the mm. next day or even the next year. It's going to take time, and so character development does take. Uh, you know, it takes uh, development, it takes developing, it takes time, and it takes care. But they do come. The fruit always comes. And I don't know about you, Sean, but looking at this list, I really would love to see all of those in my life. That's a wonderful list to have. <laughs> Me too. Oh, I'm glad that you, you agree. Okay, and uh, what was that other verse that uh, was listed? Was it First Thessalonians? First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 2. Okay. I can read it. it says, uh, please, thank you. For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. Okay, so that is a verse that many... Uh, I'm sorry, what verse was that? Chapter... First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 2. 2. Oh, it was verse 2. There it is. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Now, this 
verse has been misunderstood to to um to that many people misunderstand this to mean that when Jesus comes he's going he's going to come very silently mm. quietly ninja you know, <laughs> you know yes. and uh when there there are other verses like in just the previous verse it says the lord shall descend from heaven i'm sorry not the previous verse the previous chapter chapter 4 it says that the lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the trumpet of God and with the voice of the archangel. So these are not silent things. So what does it mean that uh, the, the whole thing about coming like a thief in the night? Well, I would like to point out in verse 2 that it does not say that the Lord is coming as a thief in the night. If you look at the verse, it tells you specifically what is coming like a thief in the night. Do you see it there, Sean? Looking at verse 2? Yes. What is it? About times and dates, we do not need to write you. Um, no, oh, wait, no, 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 still, still there okay. in verse two. It says specifically, something comes like a thief in the night. What does oh, it say? The day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is right. coming like a thief. And the last time I checked, thieves don't send notice <laughs> notifications that they're coming. Hmm. Uh, they want to take things by surprise. And so the day is coming like a thief. And just so that we know that it's not a silent or secret type of coming, all we need to do is look at verse 3. It says, when they shall say peace and safety. Now, that sounds quiet, doesn't it? Yes. Peace and safety. Then sudden what? Destruction. Destruction comes upon them. Oh, so there's nothing secret about this. Sudden destruction happens. As travail upon a woman with child and they shall not escape. Now that also is a very good illustration. Uh, just like when a woman is going to give birth to a child, I wonder, is there anything secret about giving birth? Does does the baby come and the mother's like, where did you come from? No, 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 no that never happens. Uh, unless they, you know, use a lot of anesthesia, the, the mother usually knows, yes, the baby is coming. But And so for the most part, uh, no, it's not a secret. It is not quiet at all. And um, I've, I've seen uh, childbirth and everybody's expecting it. Everybody's looking. Everybody in that room is saying, here it comes, here it comes. And so it's not talking about the manner of Jesus coming. It's not talking about uh, whether or not it's going to be invisible mm. or we know the, the second coming is going to be very visible, very glorious. And it's going to be loud, trumpet sounds and, and loud commands. This is talking about the timing. This is talking about the time. That is secret. Jesus himself says that uh, no man knows the day or the hour. And so the timing of the Lord's coming, that is kept a secret. That will come as a thief in the night unless you stay ready. Mm. You know what you call a thief that you're prepared for? No, I don't. Th- well, it's it's easy. You call that. You, uh, what do you call a thief that you're prepared for? A guest. He's a oh. guest. He's no longer a thief because you've been expecting him. He walks in and you say, "Ah, I've been expecting you. Here's some handcuffs." Oh. And so, <laughs> so it's no longer a uh, a thief that is expected. Uh, is never going to be a thief because he's never going to steal anything. But mm. yeah, <laughs> and so that's that's really what the verse is talking about: the timing. And so I, we want to thank the person who asked that question because those, uh, this verse is a very, very uh, good verse to turn to when we want to talk about get, getting ready and staying ready. 
Please don't listen to the peace and safety messages because sudden destruction comes and they will not escape. Very good verse. Very good question. Okay. Well, thank you, Sean, for helping me out with that. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. And so what do we have next? Coming up is uh, Amani is asking a question, Bible okay. question. Why did God make Lucifer a definition of perfection if he knew he would betray him? Now, that also is a very common and important question. Okay, first of all, when God created Lucifer, um, back when he was created, he wasn't called Satan. He wasn't called the devil. Mm. He wasn't um, called any of that. His name was Lucifer. The word Lucifer means light bearer. Um, When we say something is lucent or luminescent, it means Mm. light. And so Lucifer means the light bearer. It's not a bad name. I know a lot of people when they hear Lucifer, no mother names their kid Lucifer, their son Lucifer. They say, oh, that's a bad name. It's an evil yeah. name. Actually, it's a very good name, very beautiful name. Lucifer, light bearer. Um, but when as a person's character changes, many times in the Bible, when a person's character changes, God changes the name. Mm. Abram becomes Abraham. Jacob becomes Israel. And so, you know, uh, Cephas uh, or Simon becomes Peter. And so we, we see that um, God, when there, there's a character change, the name changes too. And so L- Lucifer became Satan. Mm. Satan means adversary or enemy. The word devil means uh, a slanderer, a person who lies and accuses. Okay, so d- did God create the... The uh, this angel Lucifer did he create him perfect? If we go to the book of Ezekiel chapter twenty eight, we see in verse fourteen and fifteen what uh, the Bible says about this Lucifer that was created. And so let's take a look at uh, those verses, and uh, perhaps you can help me read that yes. in Ezekiel twenty eight. Uh, did I say fourteen and fifteen? Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Verse 14 and 15. Mm-hmm. I'm reading from NIV. Do you want okay. me to read from a different version? Uh, let's go ahead with that. Okay. Uh, 14 and 15. And it says, You were anointed as a garden cher- guardian cherub, for so I ordained you. You were, on, you were on the holy mount of God. You walked among the fiery stones. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you. Hmm. Okay, so it says you were blameless. Uh, King James Version says perfect. Mm-hmm. And so and here's the thing, you know, God, God, the Bible says that Lucifer was created perfect. But here's the thing is that everything that God created, when he created it, everything was perfect. You know, when he created the sun, when he created the moon, stars, when he created the fish, the birds, when he created Adam and Eve, there was no sin. What God said at the very beginning when he uh, took a look at everything he made, he says, it is good. When he saw the light, it is good. When he saw the green trees when he, uh, that he created and then the animals that were on the earth and in the sky and, in the, and in, on the waters, he said, it is good. When he saw man alone, he says, it is not good. <laughs> that man should be alone. But then he created Eve and he says, it is all very good. That was on the sixth day. And so everything that God creates is perfect uh, in the day that he created them. Lucifer was no different. He was the seal of perfection. 
And uh, if you go to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 14, in the book of Isaiah chapter 14, we take a look at what uh, uh, God said about Lucifer. And if you take a look at uh, verse uh, verse 12 and 13, that should be enough. And uh, could you help us read this? Thank you. Once again, from NIV, 12 and 13 says, have you, how, have, how you have fallen from the heaven, morning star, son of the dawn. You have been cast down to the earth. You were you who once laid low the nations. You said in your heart, I will ascend to the heavens. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly on the utmost heights of Mount Zephon. Okay. And um on the sides of the north in the King James Version. Well, basically, the, here is the decision that this perfect angel, and uh, a, a cherubim, yeah, according mm-hmm. to Ezekiel 28, uh, he's, it says that he decided, I want to be like God. I want to be God. I want, I want worship. So many people ask, well, why did God create him if he was going to do that? Why, you know, if God knew that he was going to disobey, and yes, God knows the future. And so... Why did God create him if he knew that Lucifer was going to go bad? Um, uh, Why didn't he just like, instead of creating Lucifer, create another uh, (laughs) angel? Mm. Well, here's the thing is that my favorite answer to that question is, is that whenever God is going to create someone, he looks at that creature, that intelligent creature as his own son or daughter. Um, You and I, you and I were created by God. And guess what? God, looking into our lives, he knew that we would be sinners, that we would sin against him. He knew that we would disobey. But isn't it wonderful that God still gave you and me the chance to live? It could have been, you know, God could have done this. You know, I know that Lewis is going to sin uh, when he, I know what he's going to do as a kid. I know what he's going to do growing up. I know he's going to break his uh, parents' hearts at, at some at many points. Maybe I just won't let Lewis uh, let Lewis live. Maybe I just won't let him come into this world. Well, where would I be now, right? And even though I have, you know, I have my regrets, I am so glad that God in his mercy still gave me a chance. The same thing with Lucifer. Lucifer was given a chance simply because God loves Lucifer. He loved him, and he says, although I know what this person is going to do, what this angel is going to do, I want to give him that chance to live and make his own decision. I'm not going to make the decision for him. I'm not going to make the decision and say, abort Lucifer, you know, forget that. You know, forget Lucifer. He's never going to come into existence. Well, our God is fair. He's loving. He's merciful. And he gives us a chance. And that is the wonderful thing about God, is that he knows the end from the beginning. He knows what's going to happen. And he still decides to give us that chance. What are we, it's, a, it's a very, very wonderful God that we serve. True. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So, you know, we are about uh, seven minutes before we take a break. And I think that uh, I would like to give those contact information out because I know there are people who are listening and watching right now and you have Bible questions. Why don't you light up our phones? 472-1111. 472-1111. That's if you're calling from Guam. 
Saipan, Tinian, and Rhoda, those beautiful islands can call 323-1113, 323-1113. And, of course, from the CNMI, you can also text us. It's free from the CNMI on WhatsApp, 671-686-9999. I like how these numbers are easy to remember. <laughs> 671-686-9999. Or you can go to your email and email us with B-I-B-L-E at joyfmradio.net. Again, that's Bible at joyfmradio.net. Just type in your questions, send it our way, and we'll be so glad to see it and take it. Now, a much quicker way is also to join us on Facebook. And on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Uh, go to our live stream. I'm looking at it right now. And you can go to the comments section. Put your question there. We'll see it immediately. And we'll uh, take your question and provide a Bible answer by God's grace. Okay. Sean, I'm having fun with all these questions. <laughs> I'm, we're running out of questions. <laughs> oh, we're running out of questions? Oh, well, then that's a good reason for many people to, uh, to many people to call. Okay. So what do we have now? We just got one through our WhatsApp. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Hafadeh uh, Mogethin, Pastor Moffness and Sean. I would like for Pastor to explain this particular Bible verse. Okay. Psalms 23, verse 4. All right. Now that's Psalm 23 is now known as the Shepherd Psalm, and Psalm 23 is supposedly the sh- the Psalm that David sang when he was a little boy looking over the shep- uh, as a shepherd over his flocks. Psalm 23 and which verse? Verse four. Four. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff they comfort me. If you can imagine a shepherd as he is uh, leading his sheep, and the sheep, they, they'll, in order to get to the grassy areas, in order to find water, there may be some times where they have to go through some dangerous places. They have to go through... Um, Thank you for calling Joy FM, the Sean speaking. Oh, Sean, I can hear you. <laughs> I can hear. Oh, he's uh, answering phones and as, at the same time being co-host with me. Anyway, so the sheep have to go through some, maybe some valleys. And in those valleys, there may be uh, wild animals or thieves. And it's very, very, uh, it can be very frightening. But the sheep can rest knowing that the shepherd is still um, watching over them. And that's why verse 4 says, even though I am going through a very dangerous place in my journey, I don't have to be afraid of any evil. I don't have to be afraid of anything because the shepherd is with us. God is with us even when we are that close to death. And it says, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Now, the rod is used for many things, but a rod and a staff is a very good tool to use against Wolves, lions, bears, mm. and the occasional thief, you know, to whack them and thwack them. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but if, if, I'm, if I'm near enemies, I wouldn't mind it if God flexed his power and showed it. <laughs> so, mm. And um, I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be afraid because God, he has, he has a staff, he has a rod that protects me. And and uh, that's uh, it's almost like a defensive weapon, <laughs> and so I don't have to worry about whether or not I have a weapon. I I know that God He can take care of me, 
at all times. All I need to do is trust in the shepherd. And so I certainly hope that uh, that answered the question. Uh, all they asked was a commentary on that verse, yes? Yes. Okay. Well, then I hope that that uh, did I hope that did it justice. If there's anything more specific you want, then you can uh, text us again on WhatsApp, and we'll be able to uh, get more specific with our, with our answers. Okay, so, uh, Sean, um, I think we had a phone call. Was that for us? Um, they were just telling me to re- check WhatsApp again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we have another one? Yes. Okay. Um, it's from Auntie Vanji, and it says, When we are in heaven, we will have a hard time bringing up our memory our sins in memory, will the angels and people from other worlds be able to remember them? Okay, that's a good question. Um, it's very... Uh, here's, here's the thing, is that when we get to heaven, many people think that we're going to have like amnesia, you mm. know, where you just won't um, remember uh, the things that happen here on earth. Um, unfortunately, no, but that's actually not true. Because even Jesus said that when we get to heaven, we're going to sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So we're still going to remember uh, people. We're not going to have amnesia. Will we be able to remember our sins? Uh, I believe that our sins are going to be blotted out even from our memories. Um, In other words, we're not going to go through all eternity with a traumatic uh, traumatic memories of the things that the 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 terrible things that happen here on Earth. I don't believe that we are always going to have to bear in our remembrance um, the um, the guilt of our sins and the darkness of what we pass through. I believe that the blood of Jesus will wash it all away. You know, it's interesting that God Himself says, "Their sins I will remember no more." Now, that, once more, that doesn't mean that God has amnesia. It simply means that he will never bring it to remembrance. And if God's not going to do that, then I don't think the angels or any other unfall, unfallen being is going to do that either. If God's going to put it uh, out of his mind forever, then I believe everybody's going to do that. Okay, well, Sean, the music is playing. And so for those of you who are tuned in, we are not done. We're simply going to take a break. We'll be right back after this. You are identified in many ways. You have a first name and last. You might be identified by what you do or a skill you're known for. Maybe it's your family connection or where you live. Your reputation and character adds to your identity. You have an identity. God has an identity. We have an identity. These identities are linked. You follow God. We follow God. God leads. At Joy FM, we take this identity and give you daily updates, doses of encouragement, life instruction, and reports from home. This information improves identity for believers. We aren't a replacement for God's Word, but we share it in those in-between times because we believe it's important to identity. Your support says this identity celebrates new life. This identity is worth the unity of effort. This identity believes and others see the goodness of God. Joy FM.
Welcome back to the second half of Straight from the Bible. You can call us right now with your questions at 472-1111 or in the CNMI at 323-1113. You can email your questions anytime to Bible at joyfmradio.net. Submit your questions online to joyfmradio.net or message us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Join us now for Straight from the Bible. And now we have returned from our break, and we're so glad that you have still you're still tuned in. You're still uh, listening or viewing our Straight from the Bible program. This is a live Bible question and answer program. And we would love to invite you to call in your Bible question right now. Take advantage of the time <clears throat> excuse me, of the time that we have left until 6 p.m. And call these numbers, 472-1111, If you're dialing from the CNMI, then it's 323-1113, 323-1113. Or you may email us, and this is the, uh, the address to use, bible at joyfmradio.net. Again, bible at joyfmradio.net. Or you may go to facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. And when you come to the joyfm page, you're going to see our live stream there. Click on that. Go to our uh, comment section, and you can put your question there. And I believe that we do have a question, uh, Sean, uh, there on our Facebook feed. Yes, sir. And it reads, why didn't God allow Moses to enter the promised land if he's merciful? Well, that's a good question. Okay, now... The story of Moses and as he was taking the people to the promised land, uh, there were there there was one time where they ran out of water. This was like towards the beginning of uh, their journey in the wilderness. And when the people were thirsty, they wanted water. They complained to Moses and God told Moses to strike the rock that was there in the desert. And out of that out of that rock that Moses struck with his staff, out came a fountain of water. And the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 that uh, that, that rock followed them and that rock was Christ. Mm. And so it was very, very, um, it was a, it was an illustration. That rock was an illustration of what Jesus was going to be all about. Jesus was struck and the water of life flows out to give us eternal life. Oh. Now this happened again. Now it's toward the end of Moses' ministry. And now the people were just on the borders of the promised land. And they again, they complain and say, we need water. And so God says, okay, now Moses, I want you to speak to the rock. That's all. Just speak to it. And Moses, (laughs) uh, he had 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 the last straw with, with these people and with all their complaints and all of their unbelief and all of their murmuring. Mm. And he says, here now ye rebels, must we bring water out of this rock? And in anger, he struck the rock with his rod. You know, he was not supposed to do that. Um, he, the, God said specifically, speak. Um, speak to the rock. And then afterwards, he had a word, God had a word with Moses. He says, you didn't sanctify me in the eyes of the people. In other words, um, well, first of all, the rock representing Christ, mm. uh, Jesus was only struck once on the cross. And after that, no more. 
uh, he, Jesus doesn't die over and over and over again in order to give us more forgiveness or more salvation. He, um, he died once for all sin. And so he wasn't supposed, the rock wasn't supposed to be struck again. Uh, just speak to the rock. And by the way, that's how we, we, we don't need Jesus to die again and again for us. We simply speak to him and the water comes. Mm. And so, but, but God is merciful. Why didn't, why didn't he allow Moses to enter the promised land? If you go to the book of Deuteronomy 34, I'm going to read four verses from this. And uh, it says here that Moses went up from the plains of Moab unto the mountain of Nebo to the top of Pisgah. That is over against Jericho. And the Lord showed him all the land of Gilead and Dan and all Naphtali and the land of Ephraim and Manasseh and all the land of Judah unto the utmost sea and the south and the plain of the valley of Jericho, the city of palm trees unto Zoar. And the Lord said unto him, this is the land which I swear unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, saying, I will give it unto thy seed. I have caused thee to see it with thine eyes, but thou shalt not go over thither. Thou will, you're not going to cross over. Well, was God being mean? Was he being, uh, was God saying, I'm going to withhold something good from you? And so he says, all you're going to see is, you're, you're going to see the land with your eyes, but you yourself aren't going to go over. Mm. Uh, many people say, oh, poor Moses, he didn't make it. He didn't make it to the promised land. He didn't make it uh, to the land that he had spent 40 years in the wilderness bringing the people to. That uh, Many people think that that's a terrible thing. Um, well, first of all, ob uh, obedience and disobedience is a very serious thing with God. If he tells you to do something and you do the exact opposite, um, yes, there will be consequences. If God says don't, if God says take care of your health and you smoke, uh, yeah, cancer is going to come. You know, mm. <laughs> uh, lung cancer and yellow teeth and yellow finger uh, fingernails. Uh, so the consequences of sin were, are just they're well, what's the word I'm looking for? It's going to happen, and so the consequences of sin is death. And when Moses uh, disobeyed God, uh, the consequences came. Moses died without going into the promised land. But I don't think Moses uh, was, he may have been unhappy at first when God said, you're not going to go into the promised land. You're only going to see it with your eyes. But in the book of Jude, we f see something that I'm sure was a surprise to Moses in a very, very big way. And if we go to the book of Jude, that's right before the book of Revelation. And it says in verse 9, and uh, maybe, could you read that for us, uh, Sean, if you could uh, join us there? And yes. Join, and Jude, there's, there's only one chapter, so Jude verse 9. It says, Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said the Lord rebuke thee. He says, the Lord rebuked thee. Now, Michael, the archangel, which we understand to be another name for the pre-incarnate Christ, and uh, Jesus isn't an angel. He is God. But uh, this was like, a, like Lucifer was Lucifer's angelic name. Michael was the name that, um, that uh, Michael was the name that the angels had for Jesus back then, the one who is like God. Anyway, so 
It says they were contending over the body of Moses. Okay, so the body of Moses, why is Michael and the devil arguing and fighting over Moses' body? Well, the answer is actually very, very simple, is that Moses got resurrected. How do we know this? Because in the book of Matthew and in the book of Luke, Moses appears to Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration with Elijah. And so Moses received a resurrection. Mm. And so where's Moses now? He's in heaven. Okay, so he wasn't allowed to go into the promised land where all the the palm trees and and uh, and you know the man, land flowing with milk and honey, but check this out, he goes to heaven. Oh, poor Moses! <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I say that I say that with a with a lot of sarcasm because I don't think Moses is. He may have been disappointed at first, but. I think he got over it real quick. Yes. <laughs> I think he got over it as soon as he was resurrected. And he says, oh, wow, I'm in heaven. Uh, the promised land would have been great, but this is, wow, this is, this is be- beyond beyond. And so, yeah, once more, I think Moses is incredibly happy. And one day he is going to go into that uh, promised land here on earth when the meek inherit the earth. Mm. Okay, so thank you very much. Um, I believe that's Jessica who asked that question. Yes. Thank you very much, Jessica. And yes, God is merciful. That's why Moses is in heaven. (laughs) Okay, do we have another question? Yes, but it's not a Bible question. Oh, okay. What do we got? It's a question for Sean. Oh, I wonder. uh, That would be you. Okay. (laughs) How would you encourage a young person to follow Jesus? Okay, it says that, uh, yeah, how would you encourage a young person to follow Jesus? Well, Sean, maybe you, maybe you can give us some insights into that. What, how would you do that? There's a young person in front of you. How would you encourage that person? I'm nervous. You're nervous now? <laughs> you uh, got to do a little more talking? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think for young people, it's not really talking that will encourage them. Hmm. I think it's your actions that will say more. Uh, so just living the way God would help or like good God wants you to live, then I believe that will help them more to understand or like to pique their interest in Christ, you know, to make them think, oh, I want to know why this guy's like this. How come he's, he always goes to church on Saturday? Why? Mm. You know, stuff like that. So a good example. You, I mean, yes. if you're going to encourage a young person to follow Jesus, maybe you should be following Jesus first. Yes. <laughs> Uh, You know, there was this one person who I was a security guard once Mm. and uh, the the head of security, I was guarding a bank. Wow. (laughs) All that money in there. But the head of security, he, um, boy, that guy had a, he, he, he could swear like a sailor. He could turn the, he could turn the air blue with his bad language. And, uh, but when he saw that I was reading the Bible, mm. uh, he says, oh, you need, you should come to my church. I have a great, we have a great pastor. We have great, this, great, that. And I'm looking at him going, I don't think I want to go to... No, don't get me wrong. I I don't think everybody in this church was like that. But the point is that his example didn't attract me at all to anything he had to say about God. Yes. Now, I'm not saying that everybody in this church had a bad language like him. uh, But what I am saying is that an example is a very powerful thing. So, Sean, that was a good answer. Thank you, I can't thank you. think of any other better, better. Well, there's a lot of things you can do with examples, of course, mm. but uh, that a good example is a very powerful argument for the gospel. And I believe that Jessica 
uh, gave a, uh, a comeback answer. He said, good answer, Sean. And I agree. Very good answer. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Let's take a look at some of the um, uh, email questions that we have. And by the way, we have about 15 minutes left. And so please call in your Bible question. 472-1111. Okay. Let's, uh, no, it looks like we went through all of the email questions and i think i think yeah we we uh we did do all of the email questions mm. now i do know that we do have some other questions yes um that have come to us over time and so what do we have there the ones on the papers this yeah that's right yeah so one question is why do scientists believe that we came from apes so humans slash apes are in zoos I'm not sure what the second part is. <laughs> well, in other words, uh, when we go to the zoo and we see an ape, is that a human? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Why do scientists think that we come from apes? Well, the quick answer is we don't. <laughs> um, the Bible makes it makes our <coughs> excuse me. The Bible makes it very clear where our um, origins are, and the the origins of the human race is that we came from God. In the book of Genesis chapter 2, actually chapter 1, it says, um, it says, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And so we were created to be like God. Not We were not created uh, to be um, in the image of beasts. And so we were created in God's image. We did not descend from monkeys or apes or other types of primates. And we certainly didn't uh, change the human, uh, the human uh, organism, the human spe- species didn't change from, from various different kinds of uh, creatures steadily becoming more and more human. We were created human from the very beginning on day six of creation. Now, the question was given, why do scientists think that we came from apes? Well, there was a, <clears throat> there was a, there was a interesting person, a naturalist, uh, amateur naturalist. His name was Charles Darwin back in the 1800s. And he was a pastor's son. Uh, the thing is, he, uh, he wanted to, I think it, he, there was plans for, of him becoming a pastor, but he, he failed that. He didn't do well in school, if my memory serves me correctly. Um, so he goes on this voyage and to the Galapagos Islands, and he is basically trying to find a way to explain the things that you see in nature, but without God. He didn't want to say, God did this, God did that. He just simply wanted to look at nature and say, maybe nature did it itself. And so he took a look at some of the finches there in the Galapagos Islands. He noticed that some of the finches uh, had different kinds of beaks. Those that had really, really hard beaks and thick beaks could open the nuts and the seeds easier than those who had thin beaks. And so depending on the weather and whether or not the seeds and nuts were available that year depended on which birds survived. Um, And so that's where he came up with the theory of natural selection, that uh, natural selection is basically when uh, animals have some sort of trait that gives them an advantage to survive. And they pass on that, uh, that trait, that physical trait to their offspring. And so with every generation, the offspring would become uh, more and more 
uh, advantaged uh, to survive in the environment. Mm. And, you know, in a, in, a, in a sense, that makes logic. But here's the thing, Sean. Just because something is logical does not mean it's true. Mm. Uh, something can be perfectly logical and yet totally far from what actually happened. Um, yes, we can say that birds can pass on the right kind of beaks, the right kind of uh, feathers, and the right kind of everything. But that doesn't change birds into something else. Mm. It's not going to change one animal to an to another animal that has never been observed it's biologically impossible and so it's it is in many scientists uh today they see it as a very failed theory uh-huh. and um charles darwin he basically looked at nature and he saw a lot of bad things in nature cats playing with mice before they kill them um uh, he saw a lot of waste going, uh, happening in, in nature. Mm. Uh, you know, he saw spiders sucking blood from insects. And he says, if God made everything good, then why is everything like this? Well, that's the thing, is that he reckoned without the the, the whole problem of sin. It wasn't mm. God who made the, the terrible things that we see. It's, uh, nature is suffering because of sin. And so that's the explanation for, uh, for all the, the death and the, the waste that we see in, in the world today. Now, scientists, those who uh, want to follow the theory of, of evolution, and that's exactly what it is, it's just a theory, um, they basically are trying to find natural explanations for the thing or things around us. But there is another branch of science, it's called um, intelligent design, where we see design in nature all around us. Even the solar system is so finely tuned. The position of our Earth to the sun is neither too far or too close. Too close, Kentucky Fried Earth. <laughs> too far, we're a, we're, we're a snowball. Yeah. And uh, so it's uh, everything is so fine-tuned. The human body, uh, the seasons, and the rotation of the Earth, everything is so fine-tuned. Many people, many scientists in intelligent design uh, uh, strains of thinking, they see that there is a design everywhere in nature. Therefore, there must be a designer, and he must be an incredibly intelligent designer. And for most people, that designer is God. And so... um, to, th- to believe that the world is created, that all the universe is created by an intelligent God who, is, uh, who, who made everything is not scientific because there is a lot of science uh, behind it. And so to answer the question very, very uh, simply, um, many scientists follow the theory of evolution to try to explain things naturally without God. But not all scientists believe that. There are scientists who believe that there is a God who intelligently made everything just as it is written in the scriptures. You asked me a a question that I'm actually very, very, I love uh, evolution and creation questions. Those are one of my favorite things. So that's, uh, I'm no scientist, but boy, I would love to be. (laughs) Because I believe that when you study science, you are studying God's handiwork. Okay. It's very, very scientific to believe in God. I love that. Okay, so it looks like we have about seven minutes in our program. 
You know, Sean, I'll bet, I'll bet that if somebody picked up their phone right now and called in their question, we can take it, can't we? Uh, maybe, Sean, maybe they're waiting for you. Maybe oh, they're waiting for yeah. you to, to give the, the phone number. Why don't you do that? The phone number for Guam, it's 472-1111. For Saipan, it's 323-1113. You can also text us through WhatsApp, 671-686-9999. And uh, what about the Facebook? Um, perhaps I, you can direct them there. I'm sorry. I don't have any of the... Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's Facebook. Okay. I'm the one who has it. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Joy FM Radio. And I'll say that again. Facebook.com forward slash Joy FM Radio. And, well, the truth is, you, you know how you do it on Facebook. You just go, you search it, you see it, you click it. Hmm. And there you'll find our live stream. And go ahead and send us your question. But you know what? In the last six minutes that we have we would love to hear your voice on the phone yes, asking us a question so go ahead and call please call us okay um i, I believe that we do have another question though uh yes. from the same source as we got the last one yes um it's a question i'm, I'm sorry i'm just gonna say it. where did kane's children and great 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 grandchildren go throughout the world that is a good question. Now I see that the phones are ringing, and so we'll go ahead and take that uh, take that call, and let it process until it gets here. But I'll just go ahead and um, and say that uh, Cain and his children uh, they did spread throughout the world. They did spread out the world, and it says in the book of Genesis chapter six that the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were fair. Now the sons of God here. Um, many uh, Bible scholars uh, conclude that the sons of God would be the descendants of Seth, God, uh, Adam and Eve's righteous son after Abel died. So the, the sons of God, the lineage of Seth, saw that the daughters of men were fair. Now, if the sons of God are the descendants of Seth, then the daughters of men would be the descendants of Cain. So Cain's lineage influenced Seth's lineage, and they married together and the earth was filled with violence and wickedness and so because um, Cain's descendants um, intermarried and influenced Seth's descendants the world went bad so bad that God decided that in order to put a check to sin that the that the world would have to be destroyed by a flood and so there, out, of all the, out of all the generation, God only found Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their wives uh, worthy to come into the ark. Wow. Yeah. And so where did Cain's descendants go throughout the world? Well, they went through, it, it doesn't say specifically, but wherever um, uh, over the face of the earth, they were there until the flood uh, destroyed each and every one of them. So how many of them um, survived? None of them. There, There is no lineage of Cain that exists today. And we know this because when the generations that of Noah, uh, we see that uh, Noah is exactly the same. Uh, Noah is the same lineage through which Christ came. And if you go to the book of Matthew chapter 1, it, says, it, it traces Noah's um, lineage not through Cain, but through Seth. Mm -hmm. And so Cain's lineage, Cain's family, all of his descendants were destroyed by the flood. Thank you very much for asking that question. And that is a good question. And uh, it would have been different if Cain had been faithful. 
Okay, it looks like we have four, uh, three minutes left, and I'm not sure. I'm not so sure if we can take uh, another call, but perhaps we can have one more question. Yes, one more question. When mm-hmm. we, when you are done baptized, how it feel in your heart? I'm sorry. The oh, English is- I guess the English is a little bad. Um, when you're baptized, how does it feel in your heart? Yes. Well, that's a good question. Now, I can only speak for myself. Uh, when I was baptized. Oh, everybody can only speak for their own experience, right? Mm. Um, I was very, very happy when I was baptized. And whenever I talk to other people about their baptism, they most of the time I get the answer that it was the best decision they ever made. They're happy because they give their, they're giving their life to God. They're giving their life to Jesus. Mm. And when you do that, when you know you're doing the right thing, there's a peace that comes over you. And there is a wonderful joy uh, knowing that you and Jesus are now together. Now, however, you may not feel anything. Uh, There may not be a big emotion overcoming you. There may not be a jolt of uh, power (laughs) that you feel going through your body. But by faith, you simply know that you belong to Jesus. And maybe maybe in the absence of feelings, you have faith just knowing that you're saved by God. And that's enough, isn't it? Mm. Sean, thank you very much for joining me uh, in the program today. And thank you each and every one of you for tuning in and listening to our Straight from the Bible program. We would like to invite you to tune in again next Monday for another time of Straight from the Bible. This is Pastor Lewis. And this is Sean. Saying goodnight. God bless. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Straight from the Bible. If you missed out on your question and would like to have it aired next time, you can also email us anytime to bible at joyfmradio.net. Submit them online at joyfmradio.net or message us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash joyfmradio. Join us again next time for another edition of Straight from the Bible. Until then, may God bless you as you study His Holy Word, the Bible.